So we ended off yesterday with the mashal of the Melech Basada. I'm not going to get into the very important nuances of that analogy right now. But let's just focus on the essence of that analogy. There's a king in the field and a king in his palace. A king in his palace is inaccessible. A king in his palace is aloof. A king in his palace is majestic. A king in his palace is awe-inspiring. A king in the field is none of those things. A king in the field is accessible. He is down to earth. He is just a regular guy, so to speak, at least in appearances. And he is love-inspiring, closeness-inspiring, warmth-inspiring. Now again, we need to revisit the nuances, but the message that the Alter Rebbe is giving us is that Elul is a time of the king in the field, Melech Basada. And what that means to us is, first of all, with regard to the question of why it's not a Yom why is it just regular weekdays? Because the concept of separating oneself from the world is when the godliness which is shining inside of the world is a godliness which is aloof. And if you want to connect to the aloof godliness, you need to become aloof yourself. If you're on your phone, if you're driving your car, if you're involved in other types of things, then you're not aloof. You're in the world. You're not connecting to that godliness. But in Elul, Hashem is coming into the world. He's hanging out with us. In our terms, in our level, in our experiences. Therefore, we don't have to separate ourselves from the world in order to be able to connect to Him. That's the first part of the, what, what, the first message that the analogy teaches us, which answers the question which is specified in the Maimar. And then there's a question between the lines. The question between the lines is, who is doing it? Is it Hashem or us? If Hashem is coming into the field, then Hashem is doing it. And the answer to that question, which we will develop further, Bezus Hashem, the answer to that question is, it's us doing it. If Hashem's in the field, how is it us doing it? The answer is, Hashem is just coming over to us in the field and putting his arm around us and saying, I love you. I trust in you. You can do it. You can do it. But who's doing it? Not Hashem, us. When you're standing in the king's palace, in front of the awe-inspiring presence of the king, who is making you nullified to the king? The king. The king in his majesty. The king in his greatness. In his roimimus is causing you to become completely bottled to him. But when you're standing in front of the king in the field, and the king is just smiling to you. He says, Shai, I trust in you. I know you can do it. I'm here to give you a fist thump. 
or whatever it is. I'm here to pat you on the back, to put my arm around your shoulder and to tell you, David, I know you can do it. I know you have the power to accomplish it. That's what the king in the field is about. And therefore, it's not a contradiction to the idea of ani l'doidi, that it's all about isarusa delisata, it's all about us doing it from below. Now, in order to understand what does it mean that there is a gilui of yud gimu midas harachmim in the field, we first have to understand what does gilui yud gimu midas harachmim mean. And we discussed and said that the revelation of the Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim is one of the most powerful revelations of godliness that there can be. In fact, the day of Yom Kippur, the most powerful and holy and separated day from the world that a Jew has, is all about Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim. But what is Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim? And why is it so powerful? For that we read further in the Maimur, by the words, Kihine Ksiv. Where is it in the page that you have in front of you? Halfway down the second column. Kihine Ksiv. Look inside. Kihine Ksiv, it says in the Pasuk, Ya'er Hashem Panav Eilecha. Hashem shines his face to you. What type of face? What does that mean, Hashem shines his face to you? And this Pasuk, Ya'er Hashem Panav Eilecha, the Alter Rebbe teaches us Shahu Inyin Ha'oras Yud Gimel Midas. This is the idea of when, when in Birchas Kainim we say Hashem should shine His face to you. This is what the shine of the Yud Gimel Midas is. What does it mean that Hashem shines His face to you? In order to understand that, we have to just focus on two per, of, of the most fundamental concepts in Chassidus. And they are the words Pnimius and Chitzanius. One of the most important reflections that we have and coming up in so many different aspects of Chabad philosophy is Pnimius and Chitzanius. And it's so important to focus on because so frequently we get caught up in Chitzanius in externalities. And we forget that the externalities are just that. They're things on the outside. They're unimportant. They're not things to focus on. They're just a means to an end. And that ultimately is the difference between Pneumius and Chitzenius. Chitzenius is a vehicle, a way to achieve something. Uh, path towards something else. Pneumius is not for anything. Pneumius is itself. Chitzenius is for something else. Pneumius is for itself. There are so many things that we do that are chitzenius. You drank a coffee this morning, some of you. Why did you drink a coffee this morning? So hopefully it wasn't a pneumious experience, it was a chitzenius experience. For some people, drinking coffee might be a pneumious experience. But for most people, hopefully, it's a chitzenius experience. What does it mean it's a chitzenius experience? It means it's a means to an end. It's there in order to achieve something. So for example, what's 
the kaf is supposed to achieve, the kaf is supposed to achieve that it's supposed to give you kayach to learn chesedes. Just to, to, to oversimplify it right now. The kaf is supposed to give you kayach to learn chesedes. Where do the concepts of plimes and chitzenis get lost in our perspective sometimes? If we spend the whole chesedes making the coffee just perfectly so, in order that it should be the best coffee possible, and then finally at the end of chesedes we drink the coffee, and the coffee didn't achieve its goal. If the coffee is pnimius, then no problem, you drank your coffee. But if the coffee is chitzenius, that means it's for something else, and that something else is not getting properly achieved through this coffee, then what's the point of it all? A person has a job. Why does he have a job? He has a job in order to earn money. Why does he earn money? He earns money in order to support his family. Why does he want to support his family? Because he needs to be able to take care of them. Why does he want to take care of his family? There's a certain point where the whys shouldn't get answered anymore. There's the pnimis and chitzenis of here. And how often in our lives, I'm not spelling it out, but how often in our lives do, do the pnimis and chitzenis get confused? And the job overshadows the family. I mentioned recently how it's, they say in the world that we spend the first half of our lives expending our health in order to be able to earn wealth in the second half of our lives expending our wealth in order to be able to preserve our health and the Pnimis and Chitzenis are so confused we forget what's the objective what's the Tachlis do you want to know what Yud Gimel Midas Harachimim is about this most powerful revelation of godliness it's about Shayiya Panim Bepanim Ya'er Hashem Panavilacha. What's Panavilacha? It's where Hashem's Pnimius is for the Jewish people. Is connected to the Jewish people. Hashem's face or Pnimius is facing our face or Pnimius. And this is the month of Elul. The month of Elul, the entire focus of the month of Elul is to realign our pnimius, because in our lives we need to do that all the time. We need to say, what am I, who am I, what am I about, and what am I doing just to get there? What I'm doing just to get there, is it achieving the goal? What am I? Am I actually experiencing that? The month of Elul is, am I connecting to my pnimius or not? That's what it's about. And then, on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, to be able to experience that Pneumius, because we've aligned ourselves to it in the month of Elul. But getting back to the point of the Maimur, Yud Gimel Midas is where there is a revelation that Hashem's Pneumius is Yidin, and the Yidin's Pneumius is Hashem. Anything else is just a means to an end. There is a world with so much beauty, so much grandeur and all of it is not there for itself all of it is what Hashem does in order that there should be a place where the Yidin can be to do their Aveda but Yidin 
Why do Yidin exist? Not for their Torah, not for their mitzvahs, not for anything, just for them. The Torah, the mitzvahs, all of that is, is the way that we connect Hashem, the way that we make ourselves clean and aligned and, and, and focused and so on, everything that we need to do. But why is a Yid? What is a Yid? Where is the relationship between Hashem's and a Yid? That's panim bepanim, pnimius to pnimius. There's nothing else that matters. That's what Yud Gunul Midas is about. And that's why when we say Tachnun, we mention the Yud Gunul Midas That's why on Yom Kippur, which is a day when the Yud Gunul Midas are shining, it's a day of Slicha Vikapara. Because... Yes, it's true, I misbehaved. But if I misbehave and I'm a worker, so then I'm out. I'm ejected. But if I misbehave and I'm a child, then even though I might got a patch, and maybe even more than that, But as soon as I arouse that panim bepanim, that panimious connection to Hashem once again, everything else is forgotten. Your misbehavior is not important because a child is not about his behavior. A child is about essence, panim bepanim. So when we say the Yud Kemalim it achieves a relationship between us and Hashem. We're all past misdeeds are forgotten and erased and moved past, moved above, and our connection to Hashem is renewed in such a powerful way. Let's read inside. Again, Kihinek Siv, you understand? Good, clear? Kihinek Siv, Ya'er Hashem Panavelacha, Shahu Inyin Ha'aras Yud Gimel Midas. That it should be pnimis to pnimis. The Hainu, Sheyair Giloi Pnimis Ritsaini Isparach Lemekar Nishmis Israel. That there should shine the pnimis of Hashem's Ratzin to the source of Yidin. What does it mean to the source of Yidin? The source of Yidin, that's that connecting point. A connecting point which is so much more important than anything else. In order that there should be panim bepanim, it's not enough that Hashem is ya'er panav eilacha, we have to also face Hashem. Our panimis has to be focused on Hashem. In other words, nothing else in our life is important but our connection to Hashem. That is the panimis. My Ratzin, a love Yisparch to Hashem, Ledovkabai to cleave to Him, believe Venefesh with heart and with soul, may Umkadaliba from the depths of our heart, be Messiras Nefesh, Kameshem Kasav Makamacher, with self sacrifice as it's written elsewhere. Why self sacrifice? So, like we're going to explain also in a few lines. What causes a person to have self-sacrifice. If I'm doing something on a chitzayniestika way, 
when something is being accomplished in a chitzenistic way, then there's a question of cost and reward. There's a question of pain and gain. There's a question of expenditure and income. Because there's chitzenis. As soon as it reaches a certain point of expenditure, it's no longer worth the income. That means it's not worth it. It's too hard. It's too painful. It's too too cup too much of a cup drainage. Too much spinning my head. It's just not worth it anymore. Mesiras nefesh does not fit in to the concept of chitzenius. You can't have mesiras nefesh for something which is chitzenius. Because mesiras nefesh means give it all away. Mesiras nefesh means there is no income. There is no gain. There is no profit. Because as soon as there's profit, it's not mesiras nefesh. Mesiris Nefesh means there's nothing in it for you. When do you do something when there's nothing in it for you? When that is you. When that is more important than anything else. It's not about pain or gain. It's just you. It's your essence. It's your Pneumius. And if it's your Pneumius, then nothing can get in the way. Let's read further and we'll see this more. Va'arazu, this shine is Nimsheches. It's drawn Mibchinas Kel, from the level of Kel. Shehi reishes kol hayud gemul midos. That's the beginning of the thirteen midos. Umekiron uklaluson. It's their source. It includes all of them. The beginning tells you this is what it's all about. It's all about Kel. And everything else is an explanation of Kel. What does it mean? It's the beginning of the Yudgal Midas Arachimim. So there's actually a letter of the Rebbe from Chafav, Tav Shin Ches, before the Nasius, where the Rebbe goes through the different opinions of how to count the Yudgal Midas. Some people count from Hashem. Some people count Hashem, Hashem as two separate ones. Some people count Hashem, Hashem as one. But in the count that the Alter Rebbe is alluding to over here, this beginning, the count starts from the word Kel. If you want, I could send you the letter so that you could take a look at it um, uh, and see a little bit about these opinions. But it's a, d- a discussion at length in the Rishonim, in the early commentaries, how exactly do we categorize, how do we count the Yud Gimel Midas? And according to the count that the Alter Rebbe is looking at over here, the word Kel, that's the introduction to it all. So what does the word Kel mean? What is the word Kel about? The word Kel is about Panim B'Panim. The word Kel is about our essential relationship with Hashem. An essential relationship which transcends benefit. It transcends emotion. It transcends logic. It's not connected to any of those. It's just essential. It's just, I am connected to Hashem and Hashem is connected to me because that's who I am and Hashem says that's who He is. We are Him and He is us. That's our essential relationship. That's That's our essential relationship. relationship. As it says in the Pasuk, Kel Havaya Vayar Lanu. Kel Havaya, that means the 
Abishter is this level of Kel which shines to us. That the shine of the Yud Gimel Midas, that shines from the level of Kel. Shehu bechinas ar in seif baruchu atzmoi mamish. This is the infinite essence of Hashem. As opposed to any other level, any other level which has some element of chitzenius attached to it, as soon as it has some element of chitzenius attached to it, of externality, that externality automatically gives it a certain weight, a certain density, a certain heaviness, a certain definition, a certain category. It's not essential, it's, it's not infinite. Because infinity, where does infinity come from? Infinity comes from no parameters, no limitations, just God. It's our in Seif Baruch Mamish with the etzem of a Jew's neshama. As it says in the verse, Ki He's a consuming fire. What does it mean that Hashem is a consuming fire? We're not speaking over here in a negative way, God forbid. On the contrary, we're trying to bring out how our God, Hashem Aleikacha, our God, that means the God that is inside of every one of us is something that if we just allow it to, consumes everything else. That means that everything is permeated and everything is connected to it. There's nothing in our lives that remains disconnected from Him, that remains separate from Him. That's the Eish Eichlehu, the consuming fire. Perush, meaning, Kamoi, just like Lamashal, for example. Ziv The ray and the light of the fire that comes from the fire. That in general, there's a difference between, for example, the shefa that comes from intellect. A teacher is teaching a student. When a teacher teaches a student, so he speaks to different students differently. He speaks to one student with certain words to another student with different words. If it's a more advanced student, he'll use a certain definition, and for a more beginner student, he'll use a different definition. Why? Because the shefa is not the seichel itself. The seichel is by the teacher. The teacher understands something. The teacher is now taking it and packaging it and giving it over. Something that's packaged, something that's defined, something that's categorized, it's not essence. It's not essence. When we speak about ur, kel is the ur, the ziv, the ha'oras yud gimumi the sarachamim, the shining of the over there, the, the ray of sun here is the same light that exists in the powerful sun itself, of course. You can't have on the intensity level of the sun. Because if you had it on the intensity level of the sun, then the world would burn up. But the ray is the same ray. It's not being repackaged so that it should be able to reach the world. Hashem created the world 
in the perfect way, at the perfect distance from the sun, so that when the rain reaches it, it should be able to give it light and life and vitality. But the ray is the same ray. It's not being programmed so that it should be able to reach the world in a very specific way. Perush, again, let's see inside. Like, for example, the ray and the light of the, of the fire that comes from the fire. That in general, there is no differentiation between it and the light which is coming from it. So to, so to speak. The shining of Hashem's pnimius, of Hashem's essence, which shines to Yidin in general. It's from the level of Kel. That is the essential light of God, the infinite light of God, as we said earlier. Because if it's not packaged, it's not finite. The finiteness comes from chitzenius. The finiteness comes from packaging. If it's not packaged, it's essential. It's our insaf baruchu mamish. V'lachen, and therefore in the Kra'im Yisrael, the Jews are called Yisrael. Why are they called Yisrael? What's this name Yisrael? So the word Yisrael is made up of three parts. There's a Yud, the word Sar, and the word Kel. What does Sar mean? Ruler, right? What's Kel? Kel is that essential level of Hashem, which we spoke about. What's Sarkel? Sarkel means that when a Jew is on a Yisrael level, he knows what am I? Who am I about? This is such an important reflection. And again, this is what the month of Elul is about. It's to reflect on. What do I do for, and what is I that's not for anything else? What is my chitzenius, and what is my pnimius? The concept of Yisrael is where a Jew recognizes, feels, and appreciates that his pnimius is kel. His pnimius is his connection to God. Sar Kel. The Kel is a Sar inside of him. Vahayud, and the Yud at the beginning of the word, Meira, that indicates Al Hasmadas Hapa'ula, that it's constant. Like the word Kacha Yeasa, that the word Yeasa means this is what he's doing all the time. Yisrael means that Kel is a Sar inside of me all the time, without any interruptions, without any Hasik. Upeirusha, and the explanation of it is. That this level of kel is a saru moishel b'kirbei. What is that? So that is your pintula yid. What's a pintula yid? A pintula yid is your essence. You have an neshama inside of you, and that's really your vitality. So sometimes we squash our neshama with doing things that are contrary to our neshama, that block our neshama. When we speak in an improper way, when we when we do actions that are not appropriate for us, when we think about things that we're not supposed to think about, we're squashing our neshama, but our neshama is really who we are. And when we allow our neshama to shine, but then the neshama itself also has layers. The neshama itself is also packaged. 
It also has packaging, but there's an essence to the neshama. That's your pintaliyid. That's your nekudas halev. That's the inside of your heart. Anitzutz alikus, a spark of godliness. That that spark of godliness is like a parent and a child that are so intimately connected, they cannot be separated. They're not there for each other because I love you because of what you give me or what you do for me or how you make me feel or anything like that. We're intimately connected because we are one. And that's the level of Yisrael where a Jew is connected to this nitzot alikus mamish, to this spark of godliness, literally, hamechaye nafsheh alikis, which gives life to his godly soul, umeishech betivay lemayla, it naturally just pulls higher, la'ar ba'ar hachayim, to shine with the light of life. And again, this is what brings a Jew to be Meisr Nefesh, as we explained earlier. Chochma, das, understanding. If I understand that God is great, wonderful God is great, but I'm not going to be Meisr Nefesh. Because understanding is chitzayn, is understanding is packaging. If I feel that I love God, but my feeling that I love God is not going to bring me to be Meisir Nefesh for God. Why? Because feeling is packaging. Feeling is chitzenius. If I'm going to be Meisir Nefesh, if I'm going to give myself up for God, that's going to come only from the Nitzotzalikus, the spark of godliness that is inside of me. A person would not reach this level and to completely give himself up entirely for him, blessed be he. This is you are children to Hashem. Again, just like a parent and a child are essentially connected, so too a Jew and God are essentially connected. A a child is like a leg of the father. He's an extension of the father. He's part of him. If you're part of him, then that's you. It's not you because. It's you because it's you. And it's just you. He is part of his father without any reason or rhyme or reason. Just like a foot. And it doesn't have any of its own ratzin. Um, we'll stop over here by this last sentence for today. Um, and we'll continue from this theme and this last sentence tomorrow. But the bottom line is that what is Ha'aras Yud Gimel Midas Harachamim? Ha'aras Yud Gimel Midas Harachamim is where Hashem feels that He is us and where we feel that we are Him. That's where we're face to face, Pnimis to Pnimis with Hashem.